As hilarious as that music may sound, it is not how I want to kick off my podcast. Welcome to the Michael Aldred Comedy Podcast. It's going to be so much fun where he makes humor of himself and the many things in New York City. Oh, and by the way, this is not the voice of Bruno. Welcome back to the Michael Oldroyd Comedy Podcast. This is the one and only episode 81. What a great time to do this podcast. I don't know why it's a great time. It's always a great time, right? If you're alive, it's a great time. But episode 81, right? We are 81 episodes in. I am getting steam and traction and momentum thanks to you guys. We are kicking butt on these downloads. It's, uh, it's, it's. I feel like it's like a, pol- a parabola where uh, every week that goes by, there's more and more listeners, and it increases at a accelerating pace. So we're actually, you know, I was, I think I was in the last episode close to nine thousand. Uh, I was around nine thousand downloads, and just in. In the last uh, couple of days since I released that, I think we're uh, like 300, there was like 300 more downloads of this, of my podcast. So uh, very pleased with those numbers, very pleased to see the rate of acceleration more than anything. That's uh, encouraging. It's exciting. It means that uh, we're, I'm either doing something right or I'm doing something so wrong that it's interesting, right? I'm either doing something so right or I'm doing something like Tommy Wuso from the movie The Room where it was so bad that it was good, you know? And I'll take either of them because, you know, I think both are, uh, they, they both produce results. So we are episode 81. Uh, here's something that I, looking back on the creation of the Michael Oldroyd podcast, I only have one regret. My only regret is to every single episode start off with my favorite football players that wore that number. For example, episode one, whoever wore ep- wore number one that was like a influence on me in the world of football, I wish I would have given them shout out. So uh, number 81, I, I obviously uh, honored Jerry Rice last, last week. Shout out to my buddy Chris Garris from college. He wore number 80 also. Uh, he was a walk-on with me. Uh, we both got uh, cut on the same day. They 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 pretty much got got rid of everybody at the bottom of the depth chart. If you guys remember, I was at the bottom of the depth chart because I was injured. It was horrible timing, and uh, if you don't know about that, you probably want to ask more questions. If you do know about it, you you probably are bored because I've talked about it so many times. So let's just move on for now, and you'll you'll be pieced in later. But a couple of the people who've worn number eighty one that I've liked and and looked up to, Tim Brown with the Raiders. He, he had a long career with them. Uh, just uh, I liked how he always uh, taped his pinkies and his fingers. He always had tape. On. That was the one thing that kind of set Tim Brown apart was the, the way he taped his hands before games, and he was he was just a a dude who who played for so many years. It was always it was always uh, just a, a great player. Tory Holt, man, was he exciting to watch back in the days when the Rams were the greatest show on turf. Tory Holt, just, uh, just, just an amazing athlete. Did so many, so many great things. I saw him score several touchdowns for the Rams in person when I was when I used to go to games. Uh, and then um, I talked about him last week, but Terrell Owens, obviously, as I mentioned, I'm not going to go into it again, but I did meet him. 
He's a playful dude. Obviously, has a lot of flash. Uh, was really fun to watch him play football. He's kind of like, uh, I would say the closest person to him today would be Odell Beckham Jr. as far as the flash goes and the ability to get the job done. Uh, Chad o- Ochocinco, maybe, would you guys think that when he was around and he was big, he was he was kind of like T.O.? I don't know. But T.O., <clears throat> that dude used to sleep in a hyperbaric chamber or whatever they call it. He had like this $100,000 apparatus. Him and B- Bill Romanowski used to sleep in this like $100,000 hyperbaric chamber that they bought, like a sleeping bag that you go in and you zip it tight and then it like gives you like pure oxygen and all this stuff. So it's like supposed to help your body recover faster. Let me be honest, that type of obsession is what leads to greatness. That's, that's the, if I had the resources and money when I was playing football, I would have absolutely slept in a hyperbaric chamber. Uh, any of my friends who, who knew my work ethic, uh, it was so, it was so intense that it was actually, it was almost comical. Um, you know, I used to drink gallons of milk in class to gain weight. We'd bring like six peanut peanut butter and jelly sandwiches to school, eat them throughout class. Uh, and then sometimes if I ate lunch before my normal lunch hour, I would get the keys to the training room and nap. I would actually nap during lunchtime so that I could be more fresh for practice. It was like, it's like, if the only thing that matters in life is football, that's how I lived my life. I had this thing on my in my bedroom that said football is life right that was my my motto there's nothing I remember waking up in the morning and the first thing I would do before my foot even hit the ground at 5 a.m. when I had to get up for for early morning workouts uh, I would walk around in the house in gravity boots which are boots where you have to walk around on your tippy toes so that it builds your calves so that you can get a higher vertical which paid off my vertical was 35 inches uh, in the height of my Superman days, um, I think it was 22 or 23 at the time, but 35 inch vert. So all that stuff, it all was a, a base that, that, you know, kind of built up. Uh, and, uh, yeah. What else did I do early in the mornings? I would make sandwiches, uh, just whatever. All right. Let's not talk too much about, so I'm not going to do too much about football right off the bat. I actually wanted to start the show off by just asking the viewers if anyone's into cuckolding. Uh, I thought that that'd be probably much more interesting and, uh, entertaining. Uh, mom, if you're listening to this, I'm going to ask that you politely turn the podcast off right now. Uh, you know, uh, I feel bad because last week my mom was watching uh, my my podcast on YouTube live as I was streaming it live. Biggest support in the world. My mom is an angel. You know, she I would not be where I am without her love and support. Uh, but I feel bad. I didn't know she was the one who was who was. I didn't know she was actually watching me live. And I started the podcast off by saying, "Hey, anybody horny?" So that was really stupid and embarrassing of me. Made me feel kind of like you know. Adam Sandler, I guess, one time he talked about how he'll, he'll hear, he, he was like listening, there was some comedy in the background or something, he goes, who is this this filthy fool talking about comedy uh, around my daughters, and then he realized it was himself when he was younger, so, you know, I don't know, it's kind of a weird thing, I think a lot of people always want to know, oh, you're a comedian, how do your parents feel about your comedy, well, my mom is extremely supportive, she knows, she, she, she knows that I gotta do what I gotta do. Uh, my dad has been, uh, uh, he doesn't like the dirty stuff at all. My mom doesn't like the, the dirty jokes. She, she just doesn't listen to, to that stuff. My dad will force himself <laughs> to listen to 
to everything that I put out there and then send me, um, you know, a, a 10 page email about how, how much he hates it. So, uh, let's move on. Um, anyway, we talked about football and I, I wanted to just kind of start off at the top before we get into the worldly updates. Uh, I do want to share with you guys, uh, some cool stuff, uh, about, <laughs> again, sorry, the, 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 the football world and then we'll get into the worldly stuff. All right. So, so. Uh, Eureka High School, they had their homecoming game this last Friday night, and I just wanted to give a shout-out. Uh, homecoming is when we give away the Andy Beto Award. I've talked about it on this podcast before. Uh, Andy Beto, I believe it was 1995 um, when he was uh, he was playing football for Eureka. He was just a – I didn't play with him. I played from 2001 to, 2000, uh, to 2005, but – the Andy Beto Award is, is uh, you know, it, it's all about Andy Beto, right, and the people that, that embody and, and honor and play unselfishly the way Andy Beto did. Andy was someone, he was a selfless player. Everything that I know about him and heard about him, just a, a team player, a, a big brother, a brother, uh, you know, just, just uh, someone who, who was tough. Uh, he, he, he was completely dedicated to to the football team at Eureka Eureka High School in Eureka Missouri and he sadly uh, and devastatingly did um, pass away uh, after shortly after a football game uh, at Oakville High School uh, he was having uh, some headaches during the week I, I think I believe it was a brain aneurysm but we, we honor Andy and his family the Beto family every year uh, by giving away the Andy Beto uh, Award. Uh, so, you know, congratulations to the recipients of that award. Uh, in this last homecoming, I, I got to see pictures. Uh, Coach Wasson uploaded a bunch of stuff. Uh, who's, uh, you know, you know, sh- uh, all these names are, are staples of the Eureka community. Uh, and, you know, just a, always a shout-out to the Beto family. Their, their support for me over the years has been... Uh, just invaluable it, it means it means so much to me um, and uh, just wanted to take a moment to uh, to kind of honor that because uh, you know it's it's very meaningful to me and it's a part of my foundation it's a part of my life it's a part of my history uh, and it's very meaningful so um, moving on from from that I guess well I, w- I wanted to talk about Saint Andrew actually I don't know if you guys, <clears throat> whether or not you're, you know, Christian or Catholic or whatever. Uh, I've been to St. Andrews in Scotland. That's where uh, golf originated, and uh, it's it's just awesome, you know. Uh, if I had my Alexa right now, I'd ask Alexa. Maybe you guys can do it on your own time. You could say, Alexa, who is St. Andrew, to find out more uh, about St. Andrew. But um, definitely, uh, you know, I, I told you, I, I love, I love, I have a lot of friends that go by the name of Andrew. I, I'm, I'm, I told you guys before, Andrew's a great name. Um, you know, I sat next to a, a kid on the plane this weekend on my way home from Chicago. Uh, he's just, uh, he's in college right now. Just a real nice kid. And his name's Andrew. And we made friends on the plane. Hey, shout out to you, Andrew, if you're listening to uh, if you're listening to this podcast right now. I saw that you subscribed before we got off the plane, and I appreciate that, bro. Uh, feel free to stay in touch with me. 
uh, if I can be a resource for you in any way, hit me up. And I just want to say one thing that Andrew said to me that really stuck with me, and it was almost something I needed to hear. Uh, maybe he was just being nice, but we were talking about comedy and all these things, and uh, he, uh, you know, he was he was really excited uh, that, that I'm pursuing comedy and thought it was really cool. And he, I said, yeah, you know, I'm getting older, uh, really haven't made it big, and all these things, and you know, he had he had a he said it like he he wasn't just saying it to be nice. It felt real coming from him, which is why it resonated. But he said, I, I believe that if you if you just keep going and you if you stay the course, that you'll get there. You know, and and I thought that, that was. Uh, that was cool to, it was a nice uh, little deal to hit the eardrums there and, and definitely appreciate it. So shout, shout out to you, Andrew. And um, yeah, and, and shout out to my buddy, Andrew O'Toole, you know, Andrew O'Toole, hilarious dude. We partner in crime, you know, uh, he, I met him in fifth grade at Pond Elementary and he's out in Texas doing big things, just uh, being great, you know, so uh, Andrew's a great name. Just wanted to to, to, to reflect on that for a second and I recommend uh, doing a, doing an Alexa evaluation on that so uh, speaking of uh, Andrew on the plane I met Andrew because he was watching the Bears game right so I was in Chicago this weekend and the Bears game was live and then I'm looking over at his phone and I see that Chase Daniel is in the game so I've talked about Chase three weeks in a row now which is really interesting but I, I was looking at that's how I that's how him and I started talking. I was looking at him watching the game, and I said, hey, "I know I know that guy, right? That's that's Chase Daniel. I played football with him in college." And uh, he's like, "Really? You know?" So it, it kind of like he's a big this Andrew kid is a big Bears fan. Uh, he went. He's a good kid. This kid. He he said that he went home. He surprised his parents this weekend and went home to visit them, uh, which. How cool is that, first of all, right? That's one of the reasons that I, I, I'm not just saying he's a good kid. Like, that warmed my heart uh, to hear that this kid, on his own free will, went home to surprise his parents just to see them unexpectedly. And I thought that that, 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 that meant something. And we talked a lot about, you know, he, he was asking questions about what it was like playing back then with Chase. And I was saying, yeah, Chase was always... I, I said, I played beer pong with Chase once, <clears throat> You know, uh, and up until that point in my life, uh, the two girls that we played beer pong with at their house were the two hottest girls that I had ever hung out with up until that point in my life. So I was like, I was like a little snake that couldn't control my venom. You know what I mean? I was like way too, uh, what do they say? Uh, I was busting out of my britches. I don't know if that's the right word for it, but we'll go with it. And uh, the story, I don't know if I've told you guys this before. By the way, shout out to Chase Daniel for winning, for leading this team to victory. It was his first time, I think, where he had to come into an NFL game that I'm familiar with, where someone was hurt and he actually had to, to win it. It was an important conference game. So that's why we're talking about Chase. And it's ironic that I've been talking about him the last couple of weeks as if somehow Nostradamus predicted that Chase was going to become relevant here very soon again. And uh, it's like I got equity in Chase, Chase's stock because I was – I was kind of talking to him, <laughs> talking about him before this happened. In fact, I sent him a message before he started, not knowing that, right? Just wanted to keep in touch, which he hasn't responded to. But I did send him a, resp a message like a week and a half ago or so, and I asked him if he'd be interested in doing the podcast. No response yet. Um, and Chase on Facebook goes by a different name, which I'm not going to tell you guys, but I did tell Andrew because Andrew's, uh, he kind of, <clears throat> you know, he, he was. We developed a friendship on the plane, so I wanted to give him a little nugget of, of gold there. 
And I told him that every once in a while, Chase will view my story. He's like, dude, that's so cool. <laughs> so anyway, I was playing beer pong with Chase uh, with these chicks in college and uh chase wasn't drinking so and, and andrew's question was was he really good at beer pong because he's like a great quarterback you know i was like to be honest i don't remember but i just remember whenever it was our turn to take drinks chase kept on saying old Red, you got to take these because i'm not drinking you know I, it was in season and stuff right so chase wasn't drinking so i got really drunk i was drinking twice as as much uh i couldn't control myself i was a little sloppy probably getting excited over these girls and, uh, and Chase goes, hey, man, you're a little too drunk. I'm going to have to drive you home. So Chase drove me home and then went back and had a threesome with those two girls. Uh, uh, great stuff. You know what I mean? Glad to be the, uh, the guinea pig there, Chase, and, and uh, just kind of be a walk-on for you in every way. Just be disposable. You know, I appreciate you <laughs> letting me be disposable for you on the football field and off the field. You know what I mean? Great stuff. Appreciate that. And you know what? <laughs> I was gladly disposable. No, I uh, I was kind of disappointed, but I wasn't gonna like argue with him. You know what I mean? Like, let me stay, bro. I didn't, I didn't want to argue with him about sticking around and, and hanging out with those chicks. <laughs> I don't know if he had a threesome with them, uh, but he might have. And what else? Since Chase is trending right now, what else about Chase? Yeah, he was cool to me. He 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 did. Um, we used to warm up together all the time. I, I got to warm up with him and Chase Patton, both of them just tremendous, tremendous athletes, tremendous cannons on the arm. I've talked about Chase Patton before, Chase Kaufman. I should do, uh, maybe we should ask Alexa who St. Chase is. <laughs> uh, but no, um, it was cool to, to have their, uh, you know, those guys throwing me the football. And I would hang out with Chase Daniel every once in a while, you know, one time he gave me a ride home from class and it was before I even knew that you could have a remote control truck, like start to the truck. So I had like this big rig truck, remote control. This is before like I, before it like came out or at least right as it was coming out. Chase was the first person to have the iPhone one when it came out. And there was like a class announcement about it too. The teacher even said Chase Daniels in here and he's got a, an iPhone. Uh, he's probably the only person who was able to get the iPhone the day that it came out. Because uh, you had to be uh, on a list, or I, I don't know. One thing I'll say is uh, I remember hanging out with Chase another time, and we went to a, a basketball game at Mizzou Arena, and I was kind of rolling with him and his posse, and it was just crazy to see how the world reacts to to him in the way that we walked. First of all, there's no normal Chase Daniel didn't he he doesn't go through the normal public entrance right we come through some random entrance in the back of mizzou arena that i didn't even know existed and we just walk right out into like (laughs) like the middle of the the stands where it's just not a normal entrance and all of a sudden there's people everywhere and everyone's like google-eyed and like oh that's chase and you can just hear people whispering dude that's chase that's chase daniel dude bro hey what's up chase you know it's like that's what it's like being uh with somebody like that and uh as i've gotten bigger like when i started to get a name in comedy uh, i started to kind of like go through the tears of 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 experiencing that at different points Uh, i guess that's what different levels of fame are like the the more famous you are and the different things that you're at the more you'll you'll experience that type of whatever you want to call it that uh that draw of of attention um but 
Nevertheless, uh, I, I'm excited for Chase. He did fantastic this last weekend. He led them to victory, and at the end of the day, that's really that's what it's about. Is 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 uh, that's what they that's what they measure on paper. That's what's objective. Ob, that's what is objective. That's not what subjective, right? It is what is objective. The the way to objectively measure your success in business is with W's uh, wins, right? And and he was able to lead the team to victory. So. Very excited for him. Uh, it'll be fun to see how things turn out. Daniel Jones uh, also came up with an, another win this week. I didn't get to see the game because I was in Chicago. I'll talk about that all later. Um, but, yeah, so that's a little bit about the whole football deal. Uh, Mizzou didn't play. They were on a bye this week. So let's go ahead and maybe jump into the podcast. I guess I didn't really do the cuckolding thing, did I? You guys want to hear about cuckolding now or later? Uh, let's talk about what is go- going on in the world a little bit, and that'll like make you guys want to stick around and watch, and then we'll come back to the cuckolding because that's more exciting. I have a story for you about it. Um, so, and before we before we do that, I wanna I wanna take a second to to request from you guys something I'd like to call a turbo follow. <laughs> this is uh, I just made this up. Uh, you know, just take a couple minutes right now, if you wouldn't mind, to follow me on every form of social media. <laughs> it's like the most self-serving request ever. Uh, so, so part of me is joking. I obviously don't expect anyone to, to do this. But if you want to, it will help me. I can say that much. It will, it will help me, and it will be greatly appreciated. I do notice that stuff. And, uh, you know, I, I'll, I'll give you on Twitter, at the droid, T-H-E-D-R-O-Y-D, right? Instagram, same thing, the droid. YouTube, I'm broadcasting from LOL space droid, D-R-O-Y-D, right now. Or you can follow the Midwest Sketch Bandits if you want to see our, uh, that's another YouTube channel. Subscriptions to those are awesome. Likes, great, tremendous. Gives me a boner every time. If you want to feel, follow me on Tumblr, feel free. I, I sometimes, uh, it links up to my website. No big deal. I don't I do not do much. I, every once in a while, I'll write, I'll write a blog post on there, but... In a way, this is like a verbal blog here, just less, uh, I think a, a blog is a little bit more kind of buttoned up, right? Uh, it's supposed to be at least. But if you want to follow me on Tumblr, it's at the droid, T-H-E-D-R-O-Y-D. If you want to follow me on 17 Live F, uh, a, Live AF, 17 Space Live Space AF, it's a, it's this app where you can stream. I'm, I'm on it right now. Uh, I'm able to make money from this. Uh, so, you know, I, I use it more than... Uh, in fact, I'm not using Periscope or Twitch anymore, uh, but if you, yeah, I, I'm not currently using those those ones. 17 Live AF is, is where I stream, uh, unless I'm doing like a Facebook Live or a, um, uh, what is it, YouTube, right? So, uh, in addition to that, we can get started about what's going on in the world, huh? Hey, we finally made it, you freaking putzes. Nah, I say that endearingly. I guess we've been kind of going for a bit now. 23 minutes in, a.k.a. Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, greatest bla- basketball player, of, greatest basketball player of all time and my personal favorite athlete, number 23. Um, but, yeah, let's let's get started on what's going on in the world. So we're going to start. <laughs> it's a, it's a, I guess this is another update that has to do with sports. So forgive me, but this is, this is, the first worldly update that I have, and I think it's relevant. Apparently, there is a California law that 
that allow students to make money from the use of their names and images that they're either putting in place or they've recently put in place. And I think that's really interesting. I, I want reparations, though. You know what I mean? I want, I want to get paid for the stuff that I couldn't get paid for in the past when I was a student athlete. I won a comedy competition because I talked about Missouri football. I wasn't able to win the money. I had to give the money back, essentially. Actually, I worked with Coach Barry Odom about that, and that's one of the reasons that – that's one of the many reasons that I think he's so ethical is because he was glad that I brought that to him. And he he said it's absolutely the right thing to do, no doubt about it. You know, it didn't make me. Uh, we 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 did the right thing, right? Coach Odom is a man of, of integrity. I gave the money back. We 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 signed it and sealed it. The proper documented everything, the way you're supposed to with NCAA rules. So you know, that's just one of the many things that. That's one of the many reasons that I respect him so much is because he is. A man of integrity. He deserves that job. I think that the Tigers are kicking ass right now, and I'll. Coach Odom is like that same mindset that I share with Daniel Jones, or sorry, with Eli Manning, uh, which is I'm 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 100% bought in. I'm 100% bought in. I always have been with Coach Odom. I'll never give up on him, even if the Tigers went zero and however many. I I believe in him because I believe that good will win in the end. I believe that. Uh, it's it's not just about being a good person that will make you be successful. In fact, there's a lot of people out there who've been successful that that aren't good. But I'd rather fight on the on the side. I'd rather it's like the John Snow thing, right? You you want to fight for John Snow because he's a good king, um, and that's how I feel toward toward, toward Barry, Coach Odom, uh, is uh, he's like the John Snow, you know? He, he's uh. He's a good man. He's a real good man. He's he's the leader that I want to I want to rally behind and support and and um, and I think he's just doing great things. So very proud to to see all the the success that they're already having and I think that they have a chance to win out. The next really big game that we have is against Georgia. Uh, we just came off a big win against South Carolina. We had a bye week to to get healthy and work on things and reevaluate uh, what the the you know what what changes could take place to, to better ourselves and our strategy um and heal up get in the weight room a little bit get some conditioning in uh so it'll be fun to see uh i, I want to see the tigers win out i think we have that we have that capability um but nevertheless that's enough about that all i can say is uh every once in a while i'll get like a, a message from i'll get some class action suit thing about like video games and I've never really sent it in, but apparently because I was on the, the football team and because of the, the video games that had Missouri Tigers when I was around, apparently I may or may not be entitled to some money. This is how lazy I am. I, I never look into it. I just kind of throw the thing in the trash. But I'm, I'm a hoarder, so I don't actually throw it away. I just look at it, and then I throw it in this cupboard, <laughs> and I just have a gigantic pile of mail that never really gets addressed. Uh, not, not the best way to live one's life, but apparently my grandpa... Uh, did the same thing according to my dad. So maybe I'm just uh, a big fan of my grandpa and, uh, you know, just kind of, you know, letting letting some of those traits uh, rub off on me. I think he, if I'm not mistaken, my grandpa also used to fly, he liked Delta Airlines. So that's why I ended up choosing Delta to, to get status with, you know. Um, you know what they say, like grandfather, like grandson, right? Um, anyway. <clears throat> 
what do we've got? We've got, uh, was there anything else to that that I want to talk about uh, when it comes to the NCAA? Yeah, players might be able to make money on ads and endorsements and YouTube. So basically doing the things that I'm doing right now, except I could have made so much more money when, when I was relevant on the team. I'm a washed up walk on now trying to capitalize on my old name. <laughs> now I'm trying to reinvent my name. So I am reinventing it. That's not supposed to be depressing. Uh, I don't mean to depress any of you if you, if you guys hear that. But yeah, I'm, I'm human. Uh, and uh, worldly accomplishments um, do not define do not define a person. I think it's 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 I, I enjoy the, the chase uh, of, of, you know, working hard to achieve goals and, and, and recognition and things like that. But those things don't define, you know, a, a person. I think that uh, a person is, I think that the best thing that, a, the only thing better than being a great man is being a good man. And what I mean by that is a great man in my definition, it's all terminology specifically, but a great man is someone, you know, who maybe has a big worldly name or like the Wizard of Oz, you know, someone who, you know, uh, you know, on paper has a lot of success. Maybe they've achieved a lot of monetary success. Oh, great man, politician, whatever. Uh, to me, a good man is someone who lives, uh, and their their sole focus is uh, is 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 focused on morality and, and ethics and being the best that they can be. Uh, maybe they're a family man. Maybe they've raised uh, their kids, and and that's why I say the only thing better than 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 being a great man is is uh, is being a, a good man. I think that, that I learned that in Wizard of Oz, actually. Uh, maybe I'm, I can't remember where I learned that or heard that for the first time, but it makes a lot of sense. I, mean, I think it was the one with James Franco. Um, and uh, I, I believe that that's true. You know, I, I really do. And a lot of my friends in Missouri who are, you know, just people that are unselfish, my high school football coaches, dedicated their lives, lives to making, uh, to, to, to giving students the best opportunity they can to succeed um, through, through their love and support and their, their time, their attention, their unselfishness, all those things. That's what a good man, that's what a good man is. And um, the world needs more good men. The world needs more good Chad Lamisons, uh, more Trevor Grimshaws, more Greg Clevelands, you know, more Tom Sumners. Uh, the list goes on, but um, those are the guys that, uh, when I look back, I say those are good Good men and great men to me too. They're they're but but more importantly they're good men. Um, so, what else do we have? Um, we've got Greta Thunberg, guys. You guys familiar? The UN was uh, here in New York last week, United Nations meeting for the climate summit. Um, you know, climate awareness, uh, global warming, all these things have been. Uh, been been spoke of recently. Uh, there's there's been protests all over the world, or or at least like people creating awareness for what's going on, uh, which I think is is awesome. I mean, we need to save our planet. This planet, we, humanity, our planet. It's all worth saving, guys. It, it's 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 not a joke, right? It's not something that just there's unlimited resources, um, and we need to we need to preserve. We need to respect. We need to give back. We need to do all these things. Um, Greta Thunberg uh, had a very uh, impactful speech. She was this. Uh, she's a younger girl. I think she's 16 or 15, and 
you know, it was a power, powerful speech if you didn't see it. She threatened the world leaders and basically said she shamed uh, world leaders that have allowed us to get to this point, which was very strong. It, it was strong to see a, a kid um, uh, make such bold statements, and I, I was starting to get nervous, to be honest. I was starting to get scared of her, you know? <laughs> I haven't done anything, you know? I mean, like, not as in, like, she's talking to me specifically, but I was like... I was thinking, like, this is, this is, this may sound silly, but she said, "We will if you do not take action, we will not forget." She was talking to the world leaders, and I'm like, it almost sounded threatening, right? Like it, it almost sounded like, but, but, how can she threaten, like, the Trumps of the world? Trump, Trump is gonna, he's older, he's gonna kind of do his thing, and then maybe get impeached, and then he'll, he'll, he'll die of of old age or you know, at some point, whenever that is, but I don't think it'll be, I don't think Greta will, will be able to do anything like, I don't know. Maybe she will. I maybe like the way I interpret is that does she have some supernatural power that's going to like, like, like get revenge on him after he's dead or, or, or like other future leaders. Cause she was speaking in terms like, like watch out motherfuckers. Like I, she, she, she said it, as if she had some confidence that she knows something that we don't, that she's going to be able to, like, unleash hell on these people, uh, which is a, a scary, uh, a scary deal. <laughs> um, so, but good for her for 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 creating awareness and making a, a strong stance. Uh, I, I thought it was cool. We we do need to we do need to respect our plan. I try to recycle as much as I can. I don't know. You know, how do you, how do you, how do, how does each one do their own small part? I'd say recycling is, is a start and then reading up on stuff, you know, finding ways to get involved. Maybe there's some volunteering. Um, maybe there's some petitions that you can sign. Maybe there's some marches that you can join. Maybe, uh, but I think uh, it's not any one thing usually. We do what we can, right? <clears throat> All right. I'm rambling a little bit, but I, I am enjoying this and I hope you guys are too um, I, I can't remember what I said about Greta in my last podcast but I think after watching her and, and seeing her speech and stuff it made me feel a little stupid you know like I, I can't remember I remember writing down that I felt like ignorant about whatever I said in my last podcast I haven't listened to it though I don't have enough time to listen to my, my past stuff when I'm done with it, I just fire it off into the universe just like Johnny Depp right he doesn't watch his movies when he's done he, when he's done with his work he's done Right. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a little under the weather. Uh, anyway, Trump's response to Greta was interesting. I, I don't know. There was like a picture. She was like staring him down and he, he wouldn't even like make eye contact with her, which is kind of funny. Um, he I, I think his response to her to her statement or his response about her was, I hope that she has a nice day. So that's that's interesting. That's one way of deflecting, not addressing, but not putting down. It was like a neutral. It was neutral positive, but it wasn't like it wasn't acknowledging the words that she spoke, I suppose, you know. Um I don't know. Do you guys think Trump will get impeached? It looks like people are I I don't ever I don't ever when I hear someone's trying to get, like, they're trying to get a president impeached, I don't ever, like, buy it. I, I don't think that it's ever, it, has that ever even happened where they actually kick somebody out of office? I mean, 
I'd have to maybe do a, some research on that, <laughs> but I don't know. I'm, 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 I'll believe it when I see it, I guess, if, if they're actually going to figure out a way to actually kick him out of office. I mean, is Mike Pence really a, a better option? I, I don't know about that. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't I don't know if Mike Pence is, is a better option. I, I did hear uh, a friend when I was back home say that uh, anyone is better than Trump. He would even vote for a tree stump. So I guess Mike, anything, not just anyone, but anything is better than Trump. So a tree stump or Mike Pence, I guess which one, right? Um Speaking of this, uh, I saw this study where Russian life expectancy is increasing, I guess, because they're uh, across the board consuming less alcohol, less vodka. There's been a stereotype that Russians drink a lot of vodka, and uh, they've been doing studies, and the life expectancy is increasing. I think now it's like 69 or 79 years old for a male, and it's like 10 years older for, for a woman there in Russia. I mean, they obviously had a really tough time in the in different parts of the uh, 20th century, you know, between 1900 and, and the year 2000, there was all kinds of stuff, uh, really sad stuff, you know, that happened, and, and maybe alcohol became a, a thing because of that. I don't know. I'm just hypothesizing here. I'm kind of just speaking stuff. I I don't know. Some people may just drink because they like, they like the taste of it, and maybe some people don't drink. But uh, anytime I see stats, though, I don't, I don't really... I think stats are kind of bullshit because you don't really get all the data. Like, what? There's no way to actually, like, pull enough of a. When they do statistics, they just take, like, a, a percentage of the population and they, they just hope that that's, like, an accurate cross section of society. <clears throat> the only time I'll actually, like, pay attention to statistics and really take them seriously is if I, if I see God's statistics, you know, like the all knowing stats. That's what I want to see, you know, just like a, like, like Bruce Wayne's, you know, in, in the movie, the dark Knight, whenever he can like take, um, sonar capabilities from everybody's cell phones and like get a map 3d of the entire city based on sonar. That is the closest thing to God's stats that I can imagine. I think that maybe there's still some discrepancies there. If, if not enough phones are turned on, but just imagine like perfect stats. That's what I want to see. Then, then I'll take those seriously. You know what I mean? Um, otherwise it's, it's kind of just bullshit. Anyway, China stocks are potentially, uh, at stake right now. I don't know what's causing this. I don't know if you guys heard, but there's been protesting in China. Um, they were celebrating seven decades of being of communist party rule. There's been activists out there. There was one, a student that was shot and killed, uh, just recently, um, who was protesting, pushing for democracy, and he was shot in the chest. So, I don't know how the tariff war is going. I haven't checked into that, but it's kind of crazy to hear that. That it, it sounds like Tiananmen Square all over again. I don't know all the details enough to, to make that that bold claim, but it's just it's sad. Um, you know, it, it's. It, it's, it grabs you, you know, it, 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 it'll, it'll make you think for sure. Um, <clears throat> I don't feel like I'm being funny at all in this podcast, but I do think I'm being interesting. So that's better than nothing, right? You can't force the humor. Maybe it's because I'm sick. I don't know. But I am into what I'm saying, though. I hope you guys are following me on this journey. If you turn it off, hey, I still love you. No, no pressure, you know. I, I'll never even know. 
nevertheless, unless you tell me, right? Unless you call me and you're like, dude, I, I turned off the podcast because you, you were too boring, bro. Like, you were sick. I could hear you coughing every once in a while. It's just like, why are you doing a podcast? You know, if, you, if you called me and articulated that, then I would know. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> feel free to not let me know if you do that, though. But whatever. You can let me know, too. Uh, whatever. It's, it is what it is, right? Um, did you guys know... So, so here's something that's worth talking about, actually. Um, China. So, okay, vaping. Are you guys uh, aware of everything that's going on in the world of e-cigarettes and vaping? Uh, there's been a lot of deaths. I'm sure everybody knows about this already. This is somewhat old news, but it is very scary. There's been more and more deaths. Um... And states are starting to do something about it. Uh, Maryland just joined like a dozen other dozen other states in requiring 21 years of age to buy, I guess, tobacco products and all these things. Uh, I don't know how that works specifically with the e-cigarettes, but I assume it's the same. Um, it says that most people that start smoking and getting involved with these things are teens. Probably because as people get older, they realize how stupid it is. Not to put you guys down, teens, if you're listening. I still love you. I, uh, I was a cool kid once myself, so I understand the, uh, the allure to, uh, you know, kind of want to be cool with your peers. But what I can say is stop smoking, okay? It's the dumbest thing you could ever do in your life. You can still be cool. You know what's cooler than anything, kids out there that want to be cool? It's just being yourself, and, and I know you maybe when you're younger you don't know who you are yet, so work on finding that, but if you can be true and honest and all these things, that's cooler than any Tide Pod that you could ever shove up your butt, you know? So definitely I don't recommend smoking, guys. Um, it'll, it'll, it'll not just kill you. Smoking cigarettes is like paying somebody to slowly kill you. Um, paying a lot of money, too. The prices continue to go up, so stop. I don't want you to, to die. It's, it's scary. Um, anyway, uh, what's going on in the world of finance? Uh, we, we work as post, they're postponing a public offering right now. And, uh, apparently they, their finances aren't looking good. I think their CEO just stepped down. So they were going to go for an IPO and, uh, all, all this information is coming about, about their, their books and it's not looking too sexy to investors and it might just the entire their their company is not um whoever has a lot of stock invested in their company right now is probably uh, shitting in their pants so it'll be interesting to see how that uh, happens forever 21 just declared bankruptcy uh that's pretty sad I, I was on twitter and people are just like they'll just use any update to like bash people right i saw somebody say oh forever 21 well well, I guess uh, it's it's not forever when you're not 21 anymore, and you go bankrupt. It's like, oh, great punchline, you freaking putts! You're just gonna throw these guys under the butts bus for your own laugh. Like, this world is so quick to just be an asshole to people. If it's, you know, it's all about people just trying to make themselves look cool. It's like, come on, man! Like, that sucks for Forever 21. You know what I mean? I don't know anyone who works for Forever 21, but you know anybody that. I'd like to know if that person who's making fun of Forever 21 has ever, ever actually had the balls to start their own business and put their own revenue on the line, invest their lives into things. Uh, <clears throat> New York is, is the land of, 
it's a ghost town, guys, of, of failed businesses, you know? And, uh, you know, I think we need to give, we need to have a, like, more recognition for this, you know? Every, I walk down the streets of Manhattan, it's like every week there's a, it's just constant businesses going out of business. Even pl- places that look great on the outside. You know, you go in there, you have a drink at a bar, whatever it is, a retail store. Everything looks fine. And then the next week, there's just boarded up stuff. And, and it's it's failed and it's gone out of business. And it's like, you know, people put everything on the line for this stuff. And I want to give I want to give a shout out to the people who failed and either have had to move back home and refigure it out and... You know, maybe they had to go work for somebody else or start from the beginning again. I just want to say shout out to you guys because uh, you've never failed until you truly give up. And even if you had to go back home and regather yourself and, and uh, um, you know, what do they call it? Retreat, right? It's like in, in war, if you have to retreat and, and, and you know, regather your supplies and all these things or, or, or maybe change directions completely. Maybe you find that that's not what you want to do anymore, but whatever it is, as long as you're here on this earth, your story is not complete. You are not defined by your failure. So I say, get up, pick yourself up by the bootstraps and keep moving forward. Life is not over. Your journey is not over. And for whoever failed with forever 21 or uh, any of these other businesses, we work, whatever's going to happen with them, like, don't give up. Do not give up. Hope is, is, is extremely crucial in success. I believe, I believe that it is because it, it, it pushes you to keep moving forward. And, uh, you know, hit me up, man. Follow the Michael Oldroyd comedy podcast is, is what I'm trying to say. You know what I mean? Uh, another thing going on in the world, which is interesting is they have drone deliveries, taking place now i guess there's some hospitals or some parts of campuses college campuses where now they're doing like deliveries with drones and they've been in talks with the u.s postal service uh wow what an interesting time we live in where technology is getting to the point where it's almost like we're turning into harry potter you know like in harry potter they have owls that deliver mail uh and in this world, we may be coming to a point where drones are, are delivering mail because it's either more efficient or quicker or cheaper. I don't know for what reasons we would do drone deliveries, but I don't know. You guys think that we'll ever get to the point where we're having flying cars? I feel like if, if people like Elon Musk keep charging forward, the sky's the limit, you know? Uh, Elon Musk is a, is a unique dude. Uh, I talk about him every once in a while. I think uh, I think one thing that I find funny about him is... Uh, he said that the interstellar travel and, and you know, the universe is probably uh, the most intriguing frontier or the most, uh, it's the frontier that we are most interested in knowing about. It has the most mystique, the most unknown, the most allure. And, and he said that the next frontier is comedy. And I appreciate that. I think Elon Musk kind of like secretly wants to be a comedian. And I, I follow his tweets sometimes and they're actually really funny. You got to be smart to be funny, you know? So what I'm saying is I'm pretty hilarious and I'm pretty smart. Uh, actually, I took an IQ test. It, it's it's not that high. But my empathy is off the charts. My my emotional intelligence, it's off the charts. And I think that's more important than, um, than your IQ. And I think that my EQ is what has allowed me to be so successful in business um, because, uh, because I care about people. And as a result of that, people trust me. 
and because the because my because I actually do care, it's not an it's never an abusive trust. I do everything in my power to to live up to to my word. Uh, am I always able to do that? I'm human, you know. So that means that I I, I have failed in certain ways, but I always try. I always care, and relationships don't ever need to end. I always. What matters to me is that the relationship is always intact, and if that means that I need to do something to make up for it, without being taken advantage of, of course, then then I always want to do whatever I can to make sure that um, I'm on good terms with people, you know, and that they're they're happy and in and in a good place. I think you guys could, if you listen into my podcast regularly, you'll know that that's true. I mean, look at me and my ex girlfriend who are still living together. I I care greatly for her. We're not together. She broke up with me, but. Um, I want to help her get on her feet and, and be able to have a successful career. Anyway, I know that's not funny, so let's move on. Uh, we work. Um, I'm not claiming to be perfect, guys. I have plenty of flaws. All right. So, uh, you know, anyway, moving on. The other the other day was Johnny Appleseed Day. I don't know if you guys knew that. That's kind of cool. Reminds me of kind of the climate summit deal and just kind of it's all intertwined. Right. Like taking natural seeds of the earth and 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 respecting the earth and thinking about how things can be prosperous, uh, nature, all these things. So I think it's good to reflect on Johnny Appleseed Day. Good old John, Book of John three sixteen. Maybe take a gander at that verse uh, about loving your brothers and uh, you know good things. Anyway, National Podcast Day was yesterday. That's why I'm recording right now uh, because I'm too lazy to do it on the day, but. You know, I guess it's what inspired me to do a, a podcast episode that's not completely on my normal schedule. Uh, here's an interesting fact, more world updates. On this day, Yosemite National Park was founded, I think, in 18-something or early 1900s. That's out in California. Beautiful stuff. Nature, guys, that's the theme, I guess, that's kind of emerging in this in this podcast naturally already. Um respecting nature, giving back. Be like Leonardo DiCaprio. That's one of the things that I like about Leo is he's a big advocate for all these things, you know, saving endangered species. He takes his celebrity status and he gives back. And a lot of them, a lot of them, a lot of them do in different ways. Um, I want to know what Donald Trump has done to give back because I don't know. It always seems like it's all about Trump, you know, but what, what has he done with his celebrity status and his money to give back? You know, Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie, they go build houses, they do different things. Leo's out here trying to save the planet when he's not making movies. Trump, what the heaven are you doing, bro? You know? Anyway, he well, he's the president, I guess, so that's... I don't know. I think he's trying, but that's not enough sometimes, man. He's, he's a jerk, so... He's a jerk and he has no class. I... I I'm not I'm not sold on the fact that he's evil though. I think a lot of people do think he's evil. I don't think he's pure good or pure evil. Um, I think I think he has the intention. At least sometimes he appears to have the intention of trying to make America great again. I just don't know if he knows how to do it. Uh, he definitely doesn't know how to do it with class. But whatever. Uh, celebrity updates. This is boring stuff, but whatever. Justin Bieber got married recently. There's this account on Facebook or on Twitter called God, and God has like 10 million followers, and uh, it only follows one person. It's Justin Bieber, so I, <laughs> it's like a comedy account. 
It's very interesting, though. You guys should check it out. Uh, I, I I follow God on Twitter and in life. But uh, let's see here. Here's some old news. Taylor Swift has a new album. Uh, very, very funny stuff. Um, I, why am I saying it's funny? I don't know. I guess I'm distracted. Taylor Swift, uh, it's a really good album. Uh, she's really done well with this. Um, I, I, I recommend a listen. I, I, I tuned in for a little bit of it, and it, it was very exciting. Um, what else, guys? What in the heaven else, right? Uh, I, I do have a couple other updates. The comedy world. Okay, what's going on in the comedy world, right? Um, did I say that Dwayne The Rock Johnson is going back to the WWE. Uh, I guess that's not comedy, but he's uh, he's getting back into that, so that's that's interesting. I mean, he's getting older, but whatever. I hope he keeps his back. Maybe wear a, a, a belt, you know what I mean? Just to keep that back nice and maybe get some gravity boots. That's what I do. I hang out, I hang upside down with gravity boots to help keep the, the circulation strong throughout my body. I recommend them. It's good for your back. If you guys want to get taller, go into outer space. Your your spine uh, gets elongated because there's no like gravity that's pushing the pads down between your your vertebrae. I used to try and do that every time. Like I would like try to measure my height in football. I would lay in bed uh, for a period of time or hang hang upside down on gravity boots so everything could stretch out and be like, let me get my height real quick. My height tested. Uh, so yeah, you know. Height is not static. Neither is your body weight. You're 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 actually getting taller and shorter every day. You're tallest when you first wake up and you get out of bed, and you're the shortest that you're gonna be at the end of the day. So if you're ever gonna measure your height and you want to be tall, measure it at the beginning of the day. That's a little trick of the pros, and a former uh, Division One athlete speaking to you, right there. Um, SNL started back up apparently. I was in Chicago, so I missed the first episode. I'd like to see it. Need to see what's going on. Um, I was I was crashing a wedding like Owen Wilson and uh, Vince Vaughn, which I'll talk about at the end of the podcast. What else is going on in the comedy world? Key and Peele are hilarious, guys. I went on a, net, uh, a YouTube binge watch last night of Key and Peele uh, skits, and they were cracking me up. It's inspiring. As you guys know, I, I have my group, the Midwest Sketch Bandits, and we're, uh, we're picking up steam, and we, we make sketches like that if you want to follow us on youtube or any of the other facebook whatever uh the midwest sketch bandits um we are getting traction we might have we're, we're, we're talking to a comedy club right now about doing something and here in new york that could really uh be uh you know a great opportunity for us and we're glad to be getting some of that traction uh what else though is going on? And now we'll talk about my comedy world. Oh, so I got to I I performed at the Dark Horse Comedy Club last Friday in Tribeca. Tweeted at Taylor Swift, uh, invited her to the show. She didn't she didn't show up or respond, but maybe in the future, you know, got to keep shooting that shot, you know, until she says leave me alone. <laughs> no, I'm not doing anything creepy. I'm just it's more of a joke than anything. I it's more just to kind of get people to go. Ooh, that's that's a fun tweet. Uh, but yeah, I got to perform at the Dark Horse Comedy Club in Tribeca and it was awesome. The show was great. The comedians were great. The audience was great. I was hilarious. We were hilarious. Uh, it was pretty cool. There was one comic that went up that literally had me laughing so hard that my, my stomach and my cheeks were in, were in extreme pain. 
uh, what was his? It was Daniel something. He's from the Netherlands, or he's from um, Norway. Daniel, he's been on Stephen Colbert. Um, I'm actually gonna look him up right now to give him a shout out because I thought it was so funny. Um, uh, Daniel Simonson, S I M O N S E N. Yeah, he he had me laughing so hard that I was literally in pain. And he thought I was funny too, so it's always cool when that happens. My buddy Danny came out; he was in town last weekend, so he got to see me perform. Um, but yeah, that's kind of that's the most of what's going on in my comedy world. Just been getting a lot of stage time, been hosting some shows, uh, hosting. Uh, there's this open mic in Tribeca that these guys have uh, had me host the last couple weeks. Tomorrow night, I'm hosting my show in Brooklyn that I do weekly. Uh, just continuing to get up on stage, honing. You know, tweeting jokes, working on my writing. Uh, I've gotten some good uh, advice from uh, friend friends that uh, you know have built big organic followings that, uh, about some of the stuff. Um, yeah, shout out to to Matt Kobach. Uh, he followed me on uh, Instagram and and Twitter recently. He's the uh, guy that runs the social media for the New York Stock Exchange, and that was so cool getting to do that. It was last week. Got to meet some really nice people. Got to learn a lot about how the uh, the markets work. Down on being down on the floor. Got to be on TV for a little bit, um, and just kind of learn how how trades are executed. Everything's done electronic now, but there's still people that execute those trades. You know, floor traders. Um, and now I, I know a floor trader. I feel cool for being able to do that uh, and learning. Had a beer with uh, a bunch of these guys and learned learned how the entire market originally you know it's a fascinating thing the stock market is is very intricate and intriguing and it's usually goes over most of our heads definitely a lot of it is is over my head but it's it's fun to be able to learn at least know enough about the basics to not think well this this entity is just completely foreign i have no understanding um so very fun to be able to go on wall street and uh I mean, I live a block and a half away. I may as well eventually get. It was my first time actually being on the on the on the floor there, and um, yeah, you know, I, if you guys didn't know my history, I went to Missouri's business school when I played sports there. They actually the business school comes out to New York once a year on this annual like uh, thing. With they bring students for the opportunity to they they like put on an event. They bring them down onto the New York Stock Exchange. This is not how I got on there, but. While I was down there, I saw some Mizzou students who I had met at a Mizzou alumni like happy hour thing for the students two nights before. Um, so it shows you like how small the world can be sometimes and how, uh, you know, things can be intertwined. You know, it, there's connections that can be constantly like uh, lubricated, I guess, you know, just like the connections in your own mind. Uh, synapses or whatever I don't know how the brain works exactly but <clears throat> I thought about that movie with uh, what's it called where he takes that pill and he's like becomes like this magic stock market person uh, invincible not invincible limitless yeah I thought about limitless when I was down there there's uh, yeah there, I mean I could I could go on all day but there is there is some um, ways to make fixes on the market um, but uh, that's all illegal naturally, and they, they have strong regulation strong regulations on on avoiding those things. 
but it's definitely the entire thing and how it works is very very intriguing um and uh, i guess with that said i was able to meet the dean of the the dean of the missouri business school last week and he knows who i am how cool is that he uh I introduced myself to him at this event, and, he, and I told him that I'm the comedian. I'm a comedian, and I, I'm out here in New York, and he's like, yeah, I know who you are. So the dean of the Missouri Business School knows me. I never met him before, you know, and uh, that was really kind of flattering, and I'm very excited about Mizzou's Business School. He was talking about some of the things that they're going to be doing in the future, and it sounded amazing, tremendous opportunities. I obviously can't go into details, uh, but... If you guys are in school right now and you're considering what college to go, if you want to uh, look into a school, I would look into the Missouri Business School. If you're, if you're wanting to look into different business schools, at least uh, take a look and, and figure out some of the things that they have to offer. I think they're going to be releasing some updates, I don't know, maybe this year and some of the things that they're able to offer. But um, I attribute a lot of – I guess I have to attribute all my financial success to – some of the foundation that I got at the Missouri Business School, um, I mean, I got my job, basically, the, the job that I got that led to me being able to live here on Wall Street um, was through a friend that I met in the Missouri Business School, right? It was just a connection that I made. We were in school, and um, it was pretty cool to, you know, that's how it happens, right? I think that the, the connections you make in school are more valuable than the stuff you learn, but it's all it all goes in together, man. I, th- I think, uh, I don't know why I just said man. I just talked to my entire audience and said man like it's one dude, you know? <laughs> it's actually like thousands of people. Uh, so nevertheless, that's, that's kind of... Speaking of Missouri Business School, right? Um... Uh, my buddy from Kappa Alpha Order got married this last weekend in Chicago. He was a Kappa Alpha. Uh, he was a Mizzou business student. Uh, I met him through a high school friend that joined Kappa Alpha. Uh, there's a lot of Eureka representation in the Kappa Alpha Order house there at Mizzou. They might have been kicked off campus. Um, I, I don't know the current state of Kappa Alpha in the house there, but we had some great times there. I've done some crazy things at the Kappa Alpha house. Uh, I was kind of a, these guys were, they're cool enough to me to kind of bring me in and let me be really an honorary member of their fraternity. I played sports and I never really wanted to, you know, live that double life and and be a pledge and all this stuff. But they, uh, they let me have the perks without needing to pay the dues. And it was a really cool deal. Adam's been a great friend for me over the years. Uh, I'm very happy for him him and his bride his now wife um they looked stunning they looked stunning on their uh when they were exchanging the vows there and it was a beautiful wedding it, it gets deep you know when you start you know it was a, it was a christian wedding but it gets very deep when they start talking about love right it's funny that both of their parents uh, are named paul and both of them read uh one of them read uh, something from Corinthians, which is written by the Apostle Paul, as you guys may know. Um, so it was kind of fun to see a Paul read a, a verse from Paul. Uh, but um, it was beautiful. I, I always get teary-eyed. You know, I'm not afraid to admit it, but I do get teary-eyed when uh, when people are 
you know, when you can see how much it means to people. And then if you've ever experienced love before in some way, shape or form, whether it's romantic or with uh, maybe you've had a child and you love that child or you love your parents. Um, if you know what love is, then when you hear some of those verses about love, it, it, it can string a, a special chord in you. And uh, I get a little teary eyed when I hear some of those uh, some of those verses. And one of the pieces of advice that the I think he was the priest or the pastor who, who married them. One of the pieces of advice that he gave to them, which I thought really stood out, even though I've never been married, was that you want to invest in a good marriage and let it pay dividends for years to come. Like it, like, like looking at it as an investment, like, like respecting that marriage, um, respecting that relationship, nurturing your partner so that, you know, what you, what you put into it pays dividends for years to come. And I think part of those dividends for people that want families uh, are sometimes things like kids, uh, the benefits you get from marriage. So, you know, it's all a trade-off. Marriage is not for everybody, and I'm not trying to sell people on 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 any of this stuff or, or um, try to sell you on religion or anything like that because I have my own personal concern with religion itself. Um, but uh, I am – they've done great stuff for themselves. I'm super happy for them. And uh, I was lucky to be a part of it. And we got to laugh the whole time. I, I, I sat with some old buddies. Uh, you know, he, Adam put the, the table together, right? He put the cool table together, right? He put the cool table together. And it was just like the old days, just a lot of laughing, a lot of thinking back, asking how so-and-so's doing, uh, you know, talking about all kinds of silly stuff. And there was one dude. This is this is how you know you're at a fraternity wedding. <laughs> Frat guys always show up late. If you guys went to college, you know that frat guys, they will literally show up after class has started. Right now, we're talking about class first, right? But they'll show up to class late, if at all, right? And they, when they show up, they're kind of like a little talkative. They're not that quiet. They sit in the back, and then they usually leave like five minutes early. It's like... How do you decide that what the teacher's saying is no longer valid? Like, they just decide. They just, like, click it off. Like, you guys want to get out of here? This class sucks, dude. <laughs> like, it's like they're always too cool. And then uh, and then they disappear. So, anyway, some of these guys were literally late for Adam's wedding. I, I, I remember watching one of these dudes walk in the back. And they started the wedding a few minutes late, I guess, to account for the frat guy's status. But one of these dudes literally walks in, and he's got that Vince Vaughn grin on his face from the wedding crashers. Like, that cocky, like, frat grin. And I was, like, I was cracking up. I'm, like, of course, right? Of course. this And, and you could tell, like, you could just tell by the look on his face that if anyone was getting laid at that wedding, that dude was going <laughs> to... He, like, sits down in the front. He's just got that grin, you know, like, that cocky. I was cracking up in the back. And uh, it's funny because I, I wasn't, I didn't recognize, I forgot that kid's name. There's one kid, his name's Chris. But uh, I forgot who he, like, it had been so long. I wasn't close enough with him specifically, but we happened to be, Adam had us sitting next to each other. So we be, we're, like, the only single dudes. So, of course, like, me and him bonded, like, we became like the wingmen, and we were just like, we were like, we we were literally Owen Wilson, and uh, and Vince Vaughn. He was Vince Vaughn. I was Owen Wilson, and we ended up going out late. You know, everyone was there with their their spouses and boyfriends and girlfriends, and him and I went out, and we 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 went out on the town afterwards in Chicago, and 
you know, just you know, we were we were partying, partying, meeting meeting people, meeting chicks, uh, having a good time. And uh, it was funny. He's the same dude. He showed me his Bumble account. I was cracking up. He was like, dude, you can set notifications on here. I didn't know you can actually, like, say what you're looking for on the private settings. And his settings said uh, two things. It said not looking for anything serious and not sure, right? <laughs> so <laughs> no surprise at all that uh, the Fred dude <laughs> is not looking for a relationship. <laughs> I mean, we had a good time. It was great to see those guys, and uh, it was just meaningful. It was meaningful to, you know, I might have one of them on as a guest sometime, my buddy Landon Baker. He's the one who introduced me to the frat. Uh, I remember freshman year of college, and I, I remember Landon was a friend of mine from the first day of sixth grade. He always laughed at my jokes. He always thought, I was, you know, I would always get thrown out of class for, for making jokes, and Landon was bought in. He would, it was so it's it's nice to have someone around you that thinks you're funny, and uh, so anyway, Landon was always like, I was like, if I could have like 15 Landons at every show, I'm gonna be the most famous dude in the world, right? And um, when Landon went to college, he joined that fraternity. All of a sudden, Landon was too cool for school, right? I saw Landon. I was trying to make him laugh like like that first day, and he was with his frat buddies, these same guys, right? And Landon was like, kind of like not laughing at my jokes, and I was, and he was kind of like, like putting on a like a front. And I'm like, dude, what, what's going on here, man? <laughs> like, why are you acting like you're cool right now? <laughs> and you know, it was the fraternity. But over the years, uh, those relationships kind of, you know, the, the whole cool factor uh, kind of rinses away, and uh, and you find that the relationships that have been, um, you know, he 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 ended up easing off that he he, he kind of stepped off the gas with that cool stuff uh, a couple years into college and it was fun i might have him on a, a, as a guest he's doing well he's married now um and uh you know we sat next together at the wedding so it was really cool anyway um what else you know i've talked a lot about it was great to be in chicago i didn't have time to do comedy while i was there but it was good to reminisce it was good to get on the dating apps and swipe right to like three thousand new people um and it was just fun. Some of the guys were trying to get me to do comedy uh, at the wedding. I'm like, I don't think that's a good idea. Uh, and I don't think that Adam thought it was a good idea either. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I guess I got to get going soon, so I kind of got to wrap this up. But I guess what I'll say in closing is uh, I haven't – had too much time to work out this last week because of the traveling, because my buddy Danny being in town, going to the New York Stock Exchange, going to Chicago, uh, doing all these shows. So I don't have an update on my football um, workouts right now, but uh, stay tuned. I got to get over this cold, let my body heal. It's all about, you got to know the, the resting process. So I got to get over this cold right now and then let my body feel strong before I get back into that. Um, I guess in closing, uh, in closing, the wedding is probably the, the best way to go out. Adam, uh, I don't mean to, okay, I'll talk about love for one second, then we'll call it a day, right? So <clears throat> Adam and I had, the way that we became really good friends was that there was a girl that I, I fell in love with in college. She was a sorority girl. Uh, she was a part of the um, Gamma Phi Beta House, which 
if you guys know anything about fraternities and sororities, it's definitely the, the, the best sorority on campus. Not as, not as uh, crazy as the Tri-Delts, but still just hot with a tinge of class. It's like the Lexus brand of, um, you know, of sorority. And, uh, you know, I, I fell in love with this girl, uh, a younger girl, and Adam was my age, and he was kind of talking to one of her friends. So the four of us kind of got interconnected. Adam's been in Chicago for a long time now, and I remember I used to go up to Chicago for, uh, for comedy sometimes, and there was a time when the four of us, like the two girls, drove up together, made a trip, and met me and Adam in Chicago. We all went to my comedy at Zany's. Um, and it didn't work out. Yeah, this girl, uh, you know, I loved her. I, I was, I didn't believe in God until I, I met this this girl. I, I, I truly fell head over heels for her, and, and simply because I felt like nothing could ever be this beautiful. There's no way something could be beautiful on the inside and the outside just by stance. Maybe one by chance, right? You get one form of beauty, but both forms of beauty, it's too much of an anomaly to have the inside and the outside be perfect in beauty um and that's when i saw that i I was like this this can't happen by chance it cannot like so so it kind of she asked me a question once she said um she asked me if i believed in god and i i I was kind of uncomfortable that by that question because i thought i was the man you know like what kind of silly ass question is that you know that's stupid right but she believed and uh i said i don't know you know i don't know and she said uh I said to you, she said, um, she just doesn't believe that the, the, that it's ever about any one person. She doesn't think that it should ever be, there should never be a person that thinks like the, the universe revolves around them, you know, which really kind of like shocked me and, and kind of stopped, stopped me in my tracks. You know, I don't think she was speaking. She didn't realize that she kind of struck a nerve with me that in some ways I felt that way. You know, I was a big man on campus with all football and stuff. And, you know, I felt in a lot of ways that the universe was revolving around me at that time. So I was humbled by this girl, you know. She also taught me in life that you can't have everything you want. I, I She was always astounded by how I, I could get everything I want, right? Um, and she's like, it's it's amazing to me. But she did, she let me know verbally and then with, with actions later in life that you can't have everything you want. And she was the one thing that I probably wanted more than anything uh, and the one thing that I wasn't able to to end up with in the end, uh, which was humbling, um, to say the least. And Adam had some some troubles with her friend, right? Both of these girls, they were a little bit elusive to us at the time. Um, both very cute, you know. They could get any guy they want, um, you know, on a on a campus full of thirty three thousand students or whatever. And uh, what I got to say is it's so cool to see Adam. He, You can tell. I, I've never met his, his wife until the wedding. And it's so encouraging and hopeful to see that, wow, he, 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 like, it was all worth the wait. And it was better in the end for him. Adam John Paleman is his name. And it all worked out. In the end, it, it, he got a better girl I'm not going to say better girl because I think that's judgmental, but he got a better match for him. He got the right match. He got the one that's truly going to bring him the most amount of happiness. And you can just see it the way they look at each other. I can tell that their chemistry is a thousand times better than what 
you know, back in the day with, with our, our previous experiences. And, you know, when you're in college and you're kind of at the peak of your life and you think to yourself, like, I'll never, you know, I, I, I was I was big man on campus. I was like, I, there's no way I'll ever be better than I am in college. You know, and I, I've told myself that. I told that to my friends before and they're like, dude, never talk that way. Like, you should never look at it that way. Um, and, I, and I've come to, to realize that is not true, right? I'm not just a washed up walk on and cool, cool dude from college. There's a, there's a, that's all exterior, you know, it's part of my history, which is fun. And, you know, I wouldn't trade out of it, but you know, like there's, there's reemerging, the force can awaken, right. With, with something even greater. And the force has awakened with Adam and, and his wife now, and they've got a dog and it was just, it was really cool to, to see all that come together and uh, you know, Adam's just been a good friend. I had a, I had that tough heartbreak, and he was always there when, when I needed to, someone to talk to. And there's some things that only he could relate to because only he knew the story. He was there through a lot of certain parts of it, right? And um, I just think that it's, it's a, it's a special, uh, special deal. And uh, I guess. Uh, in closing, um, that kind of is in closing. So I guess I'll just stop there and say, uh, I hope that uh, everyone has a great rest of your week and I appreciate you tuning in. Um, cheers. God bless. Go to heaven. Peace. Bye bye. Thank you for listening. By the way, am I the only one who's horny?